Today's very special Transfer Market Roundup episode of the Roma Press Podcast is brought to you by EuroFantasyLeague.com. They've been fantastic supporters of this podcast, and as I've been telling you, if you want the easiest gameplay, the most up-to-date statistics, make sure you check out EuroFantasyLeague.com, and make sure you check out their City Ah Fantasy game at CityA-Fantasy.com. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm RomaPress.us editor John Solano. And with me, I guess I'll call you my co-host now because we... Yeah, all right. We, yeah, yeah, we can okay, do that. Yeah. Okay. With me is Andy Mattioli. Andy, yes. Yes. how are you? Hey, guys. I'm good. You? I, I'm good. So, in Zonzi official a lot of crap has happened this summer it's been a roller coaster so i wanted to make this episode more of a transfer market roundup i don't think anything more will happen despite what munchie said today that it might possibly still happen but just taking the entire summer and if you could just summarize it into one out of ten how would you grade the transfer um, market? Okay, well, uh, for me, if I think about it, it's going to be something like uh, um, a 7.5. I think it's a 7.5. I agree. Uh, because because everything was perfect um, all the way until the, the Alisson sale, which obviously crushed a lot of hearts. Um, mine as well, but, you know, what can you do? Um, and uh, but the, I think the the bigger flaw was the 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 questionable replacement and um, the idea that uh, we brought in Mirante. Maybe you know we we saved some money for the goal for a better goalkeeper. So I don't know. We're gonna go for Areola or somebody else. But I don't think many people expected um, Olsen to be the number one uh, goalkeeper for Roma at the start of this season. So that that for me that's the minus. But otherwise, I'm I'm satisfied. I don't think, for example, that we need an additional winger. Um, and I would be a bit skeptical if we went uh, out of our way and spent spent some uh, money for extra money for a winger like I don't know Marlos or you know whatever. Um, I think, for example, if we had to go for a winger, it would have been. Uh, promise, which is a much better and much more promising player, and hitting his prime. So, but otherwise, I'm 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 satisfied. I think you remember we talked about it last time. Um, yeah. About which which was my like you asked me what was my uh, most wanted uh, player, and I said I want somebody in the midfield. Because Gonalons and, and De Rossi are just not up to it. And I said, I want somebody physical, right? And um, and I remember I said uh, Dembele, but I didn't because I didn't think that we are going to spend uh, a lot of money on that specific position. But Nzonzi is excellent. I think this is what we need. It's like, it's it's everything that we expected from Gonalons, but he just didn't deliver and Zonzi is that and it's much better and I mean that's that's all like that that last buy with bringing in Zonzi made the Mercado much better and it ended the Mercado on a sweet note um I think all Roma fans should be looking forward to uh watch him play yeah I I completely agree with Zonzi coming in my entire outlook of the market is completely yeah. different than it was two or three days ago. And the thing that you said about the the sale of Alisson, you know, I wonder if maybe people are more heartbroken over it because Palota 
for the last three months of the season kept saying, I don't need to sell. I don't need to sell. But yeah, but you said it, you, you said it even so many times. You do not believe what uh, a person of the, of the club says. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Palota or Monchi or even Milan's Leonardo who said, ah, oh, we're not going to sell this player. Or we like, it's, it's just it's just words you know and it's, it happens either way it's it's football it's... <laughs> well I, I mean the thing for me is that palota's been here seven years now almost if you haven't learned by now that this yeah. guy talks a lot from his ass that's your fault um yeah. You can't believe what he said about Pjanic. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Uh, Lamella. I mean, there's so many names. Yeah. If you're still getting heartbroken and upset with his words this long into it, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's your own fault. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the guy. He talks. And, uh, I mean, he talks. Monchi for, talks in a different way. Monchi is like he talks for the purpose of misleading uh, not only the public, but like the press and yes, Palota yes. likes to talk. That's it because he has really he he doesn't have a clue of what is going to happen the next day. Meanwhile, Monchi does. So I think that's yeah, that's difference. Yeah, see, Monchi speaks with a purpose. When he talks, I think he's doing it for a reason. Whereas Palota, yeah. he just likes to talk. He yeah. he 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 talks for no reason a lot of the time and. I just get dumbfounded when I see all these fanboy Twitter accounts yeah, getting mad, just getting mad and angry. And it's just confusing to me because it's, you know, if you started watching Roma yesterday, I could understand. But yeah. many of us have been either writing about I mean, following, I mean, supporting. I, mean, I don't know what they, because maybe, because it seems like Roma fans want to have like, want Palotta to speak like, I don't know, like uh, De Laurentiis. De Laurentiis just says what is on his mind. He says, I'm not going to buy a striker. Uh, we're not getting this guy or we're selling this guy or I didn't like uh, this this guy or we were considering but we didn't have enough money. But on the other hand, I, I see a lot of Napoli fans getting angry over that. So I'm not sure... <laughs> Which is worse or which is better? I think just Roma fans need to accept this is part of the deal. You know, you're gonna you're gonna sell Allison if it means bringing like guy like Nzonzi, then I'm 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 fine. I'm fine. That's I'm fine. I agree. I mean, if I had to give out of ten a grade to to this transfer market, I would give it close to an eight. I'd give it a seven or an eight. Yeah. And the thing I, I love is you can just tell that people are just so angry all the time is They're earlier mad. in the week earlier in the week the complaint was oh palota monchi they're not they're not utilizing and they're not spending yeah, they're not the spending money from alexon yeah. and, yeah. and three days later we see oh my god uh 30 35 millions of euros for Inzonzi. 30 year old you, i don't yeah. believe it yeah well the thing i love too is he's 29 but people love to round up the age <laughs> to, yeah, to, to make their point but yeah it's just confusing to me because what was Roma's weakness last year I mean for me uh, they needed depth they needed to revolutionize the midfield and what have they done that's what they've done yeah. I, I mean I don't know what more people want I mean we, we, we were supposed to have depth last year because I remember we played the last season with Spalletti we played with like a bench that had Grenier, Paredes for Grenier for the last six months, Paredes and uh, Garrison. That was the bench. Right. And then last year we actually had a bench, but it, it, they just didn't perform. Like uh, Pellegrini was uh, was not to be found. Gonalons was Gonalons, uh, you know, and we under wasn't under until like february so we we were supposed to have depth but it just didn't work and i think this year for example a lot of people are not talking about ante courage i mean some people are but that i think that now they're saying oh maybe we're gonna loan him out i i, I wouldn't do it i mean i don't know what's gonna happen but i wouldn't do it because we're not dealing with a guy that played in Serie B or like Zaniolo was great in a Primavera team or, right. you know, and obviously has talent, but 
he's not we, we don't want another Gerson right I mean we don't want another kid uh, and and Ante Koric is not a kid he's he's actually played Champions League matches right. uh, I think he's played like 123 uh, games with the Dinamo Zagreb he scored goals he, he plays for the national team you know it's uh, it's a, I think it's it's a player that we're gonna need at some point in our season. So I think we have now we have depth and we have that missing piece in the midfield, which is now a super tall Frenchman who just won a World Cup. Right, and who? Let's be frank, he's miles and light years ahead of Dead Aussie, and I don't mean that to disrespect Dead Aussie, but. Um, Didalsi was really, really poor in the early stages of last season. Yeah. Yeah. He came on towards the end. He was quite, I mean, the first leg against Liverpool, he was poor, but in the second leg, he was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Strootman, his legs are gone. I'm, yeah. I'm still baffled to see many put him in the first 11. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think that, um, he's, he's not, I mean, he's likely to lose his spot to Cristante. I think, I agree. I think, Cristante suits Di Francesco's style much better, and he's young. He can do everything that Strootman can do, which means run, press, you know, move. Uh, so, I mean, I think Strootman is going to be a great uh, locker room presence, but aside from that, I don't know. I don't... Yeah, um, for me, what they've done in the midfield, what Monchi has done is fantastic. I don't know how anybody can complain. I've seen people um, really complain over um, Cristante, Pastore. Yeah. I mean, it's almost yeah, be- like many yeah. forget last season. I mean, do people remember how poor Nangolan was? Do people remember how poor Strootman was? I, I mean, Roma essentially had no midfield last season. But that's because, but that's, 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 that's how it works here. You know, we, we give nine, we give Nangolan out and he becomes the, 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 the best player on earth. And then we bring in Pastore and all of a sudden he's past his prime, he, you know, uh, just we call it in Italy, in Italy as commessa. We don't, you know, we, <laughs> we don't know. Oh, we don't know if he's going to be injured or not. Right, you it's know, a gamble. And, it's a uh, right. Cristante, it's a gamble. Like, how can he be a gamble if if he is he is in his best years? He's had a great, great year. He's used to playing that very position, uh, and you know, it's. I don't. I don't know. You know, people who say Caldara is a great player, but say Cristante is not. I don't know what team they were watching last season because Cristante was by far one of, if not the best player of Atalanta. So you tell yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. And then the other thing that I'm sort of confused by is people are so quick to slate Pastore. Um, yeah, completely, completely. He's just. And uh, I'm just I, I'm confused by it because, for me, just obviously the concern is when he's injured. I, I, I can absolutely agree to that. Yeah, yeah. But just in terms of quality, I mean, in his one foot, he has more quality than what any of the midfielders, midfielders at Roma had last season, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, I mean, people need to realize we last year we played without any passing abilities. I mean, we... We called the we we made so many chances by, you know, by just passing it to wingers or passing it to Zeko and hoping for the better, or passing it to Under and you know, but we had no midfield. Like, how could you create with Nangolan who was out of it completely because uh, he just he he just wasn't up to it with his physical strength. I don't know what happened, Strootman. Just wasn't there. De Rossi was terrible. Gonans was terrible. We we basically survived the whole season without having anyone create any chances. Because in the last year of Spalletti, we had Nine Golan who was assisting and you know running in box to box and you know helping out Jeko. And last year we didn't have that. So I don't see how can anyone doubt the qualities that. Pastore has to offer because that's everything we've been looking for, for since uh, the sale of Pjanic. Right, right. 
Yeah, I mean, the disconnect between the midfield and the attack last season was very, very obvious to me. Um, they needed someone who could uh, carry the ball into the attack, make those inside runs. I mean, that's Cristante and that's Pastore. So yeah. I, I'm just baffled by why so many are just so ready to write them yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we didn't imagine, we didn't have, like, Perotti, what's he good at? at getting inside on the wing and just slotting it into the six-yard box. But we had only Zeko there. Nobody else was there because Strotman couldn't shoot and Nine Golan just, I don't know, he didn't know what De Francesco wanted from him. But now, now we have actually guys that like to run into their... Um, El Sharawi, who also I think is underrated under the aspect, yeah, he likes to get into the six-yard box more. I, I more often than not, you will see him there rather than on the wing like Perotti. So I think we're going in the right direction. Um, I think people are, are worrying way too much. They should at least wait to to actually watch this team in a competitive game. And, you know, talk then. Yeah, I I agree. So. Everyone who's listening, send us your your ratings for the for the market. What do you think you would grade it as? I gave it an eight. You gave it a seven and a half. So let's hear what everyone else has to say. Um, but let's go down. Let's go down the list and just give a brief, I guess, expectation or judgment on what you think this arrival or this purchase. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, um, we already discussed in Zonzi. I mean, to me. This is without question. We both love this, right? I mean, this is what yeah. they needed. This is, I think this and Pastore were like the big purchases of this season. And I think they all went under the radar, not only by the Roma fans, but, but by the media as well. Like nobody, nobody seems to understand the value of a guy like Nzonzi. And um, for the people who didn't, I mean, I, I'm not a regular La Liga person but i i watched uh, a lot of sevilla games last year and obviously it was a pretty terrible year for them because uh, they montella. had a slow start <laughs> they had terrible stretch with montella with no wins and it just seemed everything was going wrong and every player was apart from Bane, like banega was good but every player seemed to underperform and the only player that was consistent in his work rate and uh, the way he impacted the midfield and the way the team just worked was Nzonzi. I mean, if you if you watch him, uh, watched him in some key games uh, with against against even against Manchester United, and he just had he has this presence and not not for anything. He was I think he was the player that played the most minutes in that team. So I, we're bringing in a guy who's used to working a lot, and that's what we need because we have De Rossi, who you know you'll be fine playing one game, but if you if you need to travel and then play a Champions League game, mm, questionable. Uh, same with Gonalos, who's had a lot of physical problems last year and then underperformed when he was supposedly healthy. So Nzonzi is, I think, it's very un- it's a very underrated purchase, and I think it's gonna, he's going to be an extremely valuable player for us. I agree, and the thing I laugh at is, uh, last summer he was really heavily linked to Juve, and yep. the media frenzy surrounding that was off the charts, but he oh, moved yes. to Roma, yes. And like usual, it sort of is just a oh okay, just a you very know, yeah, he's there. sort of. You know, move. he made it. He made it. Yeah, he right. He got right. there. No, probably nobody lo- was looking for him. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, people need to be realistic. He's not going to be, you know, uh, the Cristiano Ronaldo the situation because he, uh, he also needs the support of like a. I. I that's why I like having Pastore there because if if I read a piece, a very interesting piece brought on by some Twitter user, I don't remember who, but it was very good and it talked about how Nzonzi was great with a guy like Nasri next to him because he was the enforcer and Nasri was the playmaker. And on, in, on this team, we have Nzonzi the enforcer and Pastore the playmaker 
um, and you know against these Italian defenses, having a, a guy like Nzonzi completely physically dismantle you know teams uh, who have smaller guys, or you know, um, you know, and then having Pastore uh, help him out with the creative side, it's. People, I think people will 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 have to watch closely how that how that duo will work or could work, and um, perhaps EDF will. I don't know what the starting lineup will be for the first game, but I'm really looking forward to that partnership. I agree. I I think a slower, more tactical league will also help him. He's yep. not the quickest guy. Great in the air. Great at recovering the ball, interceptions, tackling. I think that's what Roma needed in the middle. I don't think they necessarily meet, needed uh, your typical regista like De Rossi is. I think Pastore can more than take over those playmaking roles. So in Zonzi, we talked about it, Pastore there. Clearly, we both like it. Yeah. Next one is Cliver. I feel like because he came in so early, many forget about him. But I think it's just incredible that Roma were able to get him because so many in Europe wanted him. And I've been so impressed by him in this preseason. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, people forgot that the reception he got at the airport, like he had like, I think, a hundred people waiting for him there, more than Pastora, more than Zonzi. Um, And he's been great in this uh, this preseason tournament because he just like similarly to Under. He's very unpredictable. And, you know, Perotti and El Sharawi have that flaw that they're very predictable. You know what their move will be. You know right, right. how, wh- who, which position they prefer. You know that Perotti will never shoot. You know that El Sharawi will try to get inside um, and then maybe he's, he's weaker on the one-on-one. But Clivert and, and Under are really nice. And I think that's why... Um, the Francesco preferred him, tried him on that right wing, although his natural position is the left wing. But he's very unpredictable, very quick. Uh, in that, and you know, and I think that even even De Francesco noticed that he's doing all the right things. Like he's been he's been really trying to recover the ball, uh, move quickly, move move inside, do a little bit of everything, just like Under when he just when. He took over um, in January or February, so I think he's he's going to be great if he he needs to settle in just like Kunder. No, no pressure. No, you know we want him to be the, the Cristiano Ronaldo situation. Just let him be him, and I think he can do really a lot of good things. The next one, <laughs> a guy who was met with nothing but hostility and insults. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Davide Santon. Now, yeah. <laughs> um, where to start with this one? So, I think we would all agree that the rating he received in the operation for Nangolan was absurd, Way, to say yeah, the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is not a 9 million euros player. He's no, not no. a 5 million euros player. No, I don't certainly. even know if he's a 2 or 3 million euros player, but he's here. Um, and I think the thing that gets lost with him is he is a third choice player for the right and the left. Yeah. He's like a jolly, you know, like a guy who's going to be used whenever somebody has some hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I I think on the left, you're going to have Kolodov. You're going to have Pellegrini on the right. You're going to have Karsdorp. You're going to have Florenzi. I understand uh, the rating he was given and why there was a lot of criticism about it, but Santon is not going to have a big role here. He's just not. Yeah, so that's I, why I don't get the people panicking. He's not going to be our starting uh, RB or LB. It, it, calm down. It's going to be fine. Gonna I, be I mean, if he plays a match against Frozenone or Empoli, I mean, okay. If Look, we we've lose... played with Bruno Perez, you know? Right. like This... <laughs> We've seen everything. We've seen Juan Jesus play right back against Inter. It's, so I think we've seen worse. Yes, and listen, I, he's not going to play important matches. He is not going to have a big role. 
So I, I think everyone just needs to calm down. I think we both agree. I mean, he's not a good player. No, but no, he's no. not going to have a big role anyway. So yeah, why does it matter? Um, it doesn't so, matter. The only thing I'm actually hoping for is this guy's been dying to get out of Inter for right. the last few years, and he's always failed. He's he had an unsuccessful uh, loan at I think Newcastle was yes somewhere yeah. Then he failed his medicals, I think, like three times with three different teams. Um, so this guy has been trying to get out. The recent, in the last few months, he's been terrible for Inter because he had this negative pressure from the crowd. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just the only hope I have for him is that he wants to redeem himself and he can give us a few fine performances if called upon. That's it. Yeah, I, I mean, if if he can't perform against the likes of Frosinone, these smaller Serie A matches, yeah. then he absolutely deserves a criticism. But yeah, sure. I just can't imagine that Roma will drop points because of him uh, in a match against Frosinone or somebody yeah. else. Uh, yeah. Difficult for me to say that. Um, okay, so the next one, very controversial. Robin Olsen. Mm-hmm. Um, you already mentioned he wasn't your ideal uh, I mean, I, it wasn't my. I had no idea. Like, I he went. I think he went completely under the radar, uh, only until the like the last few days. Of uh, it just nobody yeah, seemed to talk about him for quite some time, and then it came down to Ariola or him. And yeah, it seemed like Ariola was the favorite, um, and it, I'm still puzzled as to why he's still at PSG because. I mean, he's not going to play. Um, from what we've seen from him early on, his reactions are good, but he is not good with the ball. Um, yeah, not good with the ball. Yeah. I, I worry about this because Di Francesco likes to build from the back. Um, yep. To go from Alisson to him is a huge difference. So I wonder if Di Francesco will maybe alter some of his tactics. But uh, well, he must. <laughs> I, I don't right. I, I I really don't know what to expect. I saw a lot of people comparing him to uh Stekelenborg, which I think is a little unfair. Uh yeah, Olsen, let's not go there, okay? Yet let's Olsen not already speaks Italian, by the way. I yep. have to add that. Olsen already speaks Italian. In two years Stekelenborg didn't speak a single word of Italian. Kind so of we like have to Joe Hart that. at Torino. Right, right, right. So uh, physically, he's everything you could ask for. He has good reactions against. Uh, wasn't sure if it was Madrid or Barcelona, the one where he he gave up a goal after an error from Marcano, but he didn't come out. Yeah, that off was of his line. Okay, yeah. he didn't come off of his line, and that was very, very, very worrying. Um, but maybe yeah, he but just needs. We had the disaster with... class in defense in that game. I mean, right, I mean, right. Marcano was terrible, but the other previous game he was great. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about him then, Marcano. What do you yeah. think? Um, I mean, for me, again, you have to, you have to make your expectations relative to his role. He's a second choice defender um he's not going to be world class now he hasn't looked good in the preseason but i mean i i think well i I actually liked i know i liked him with with manolas he was disastrous in the real madrid Madrid. yeah because i think he cannot play with fazio but i think he can be very very solid with Manolas, who also knows him from uh, the previous, uh, well, the previous partnership he had right. in the, um, when they were both in Greece. Yeah, so uh, I think people, we got him for free. Okay, we, this is a guy who's like well, he's already thirty years old or something. He's not. He's not gonna be. I prefer. Okay, let's. I prefer to have him than to have Vermalen. The Vermalen we saw, okay? Yes. That's. I mean, again, we, we previously we we had Vermalen. Uh, we were he was supposed to be our next star defender with Manolas, and then suddenly Fazio became the star defender because of Vermalen's physical problems, and nobody expected that. So in this case, this is fine. He's not gonna be our starting star defender because that's Manolas and Fazio 
And he's just going to be another Juan Jesus, maybe a, a bit more talented, I think. Um, also under leadership, under the leadership uh, perspective. So right. I'm I'm okay. I like him. I yeah. I think, I, I, and I, I, and I, ATF seems to like him. Di Francesco uh, seems to like from what I've seen, what I heard. He also said that he was one of the the, the guys who. Um, seem to understand his philosophy the best from the new people brought in and he seemed to adapt really quickly so i think that's all you can ask for for a second choice yeah i i agree if he was a first choice i maybe i'd be a little more concerned um now this next one is another defender we haven't really seen much of him to be honest william bianda i don't really know what we can say um (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Best, maybe I, um, I mean, well, people are calling him the new Varane. The people who were watching the French right. people, French fans who were watching him uh, before, but you know, you're not gonna find him on transfer market, and <laughs> you're not gonna. It, it's another th- one of those purchases where you just have to, you know, you have to believe in it. Um, yeah, I I, yeah, I, yeah. There's not much we can say. Uh, the next one we've already talked about. I know you like him, Ati yeah. uh, yeah. uh, Chorich. Chorich. Um, okay. I hope he stays just because he adds depth. I don't know what to expect from Lorenzo Pellegrini, who had a very odd season last year. Very odd. Very odd. He would have great performances, and then he would have performances where he just looks looks Complete, like he doesn't like even we, we belong. Were playing, yeah, we were playing without a pitch. player. Yeah, yeah. And it's difficult. Maybe that was his year of adapting to a bigger club. But I, I hope he remains. I assume you think the same. Yeah, I think so because um, exactly. You know, we don't know. People would say, "Ah, oh, Lorenzo Pellegrini is so talented. He's still young." Yeah, but. He had he has zero personality, and that's the worst in a player. Like a young player needs to have some sort of personality, even when he performs badly. And I think I like I like what I saw from Charich, and uh, you also don't know how Strotman will perform. So it's always good to have a young guy who is willing to run and a lot. I don't know if you read his his diary for Roma. Um, which he wrote during the, the, the U.S. tour. But uh, he just said, you know, you put me anywhere, I'll, pl- I'll, I'll play, play right. right back. You know, right I'll back, yep. Whatever you want me to play, and that's great to have because you have in a team people like Strotman who necessarily don't don't feel like they need to do their best. I mean, I think he is one of those Senatore guys who just kind of, feels entitled to right. position, right. you know, I'm I'm a veteran, I've been here a long time. Well, no, that's what you want. You want competition. You want a guy like Chorich to to pressure people like Pellegrini and Strotman to give their best and to actually want to run, chase footballs, you know, try to minimize the, the wrong passes because that's what Pellegrini and Strotman have been doing for the last few months, so I'm 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 happy if he stays. I'm happy if he stays. I I really hope he remains, even though Munchie said uh, perhaps alone is possible. But he has impressed him in the preseason. Now the next one is the guy who I may have mentioned this earlier, but I think he's the one who has just been so disrespected since he arrived, and that's uh, yeah. Brian Cristante. Yeah, I I, I just for the life of me cannot understand. I mean, it, maybe it's just because he arrived at Roma. If Juve would have purchased him, it would have been oh, oh, they purchased a young, uh, an up and coming young the new Italian, a new a young new up and coming Italian international, the future um, of the national team. Right, but he he arrives at Roma, um, yeah. and he's a bidone or something. Yeah. I, I just. I mean, I, I don't, don't know. Understand. Maybe it's just teddy bear face. I don't know. I don't know what's because if it's you're gonna funny. rate, yeah, if yeah. you're gonna rate Gagliardini, there is no way you're go- not gonna rate Cristante. Okay, that's 
Well, I, I, I guess it's maybe it's the, the newspapers do this and I, anyone who's been to Italy or knows of Italian media, uh, each of these newspapers, they have their bias. And that's I mean, we all understand that. I mean, for those of us who live there, been there, are familiar with there. But if Cristante was at Juve, it would have been a smart purchase. If uh, Milan brought him back, yeah. it would have been yeah. for the future. He's a young up and coming guy. Same thing with Napoli, but he arrives at Roma and he's a a, a question mark or something. Yeah, and I, I I don't understand why because anybody who watched a second of him at Atalanta, he was fantastic, yeah. fantastic, fantastic. And all we need, and also you know, he's he's young. He's for example younger than I don't know guys like uh, Verdi. And Verdi, there's been all sorts of hype because he was great for Bologna. Well. Verdi was great for Bologna at the age of, what, 25, 26? Uh, then why not Cristante? Because Cristante was just as good, if not better, for Atlanta, which played in the Europa League. He proved a lot more than some uh, Italian players that have been talked about. So I really, I don't, I'm. let's not, I mean, I don't really care what the Italian media talk about because they're obviously biased under some points, but... All that matters is that Di Francesco likes Cristante, and I think he likes him. And I think he's going to be very key in this season. I think people will stop saying, oh, you know, you paid this much for Cristante, you know, Monchi Madness or whatever. Um, because Cristante is a very underrated guy. And, that, and he com- complemented with guys like Pastore and Zonzi offer everything, if not more than what Nainggolan offered in his best year. Because that's what Monchi basically did. He he replaced Nainggolan with uh, Choric, Pastore, Zonzi, Cristante, and Zaniolo uh, and made of them like a, one single big unit of guys that can just rotate and offer different things. And that's great for me. I, I mean, people need to open their eyes and just start watching players play because Cristante is not a player you will like on transfer market on or on passes accuracy or whatever you heat maps and he's gonna be good while when you watch him play that's all yeah I I just think it's bizarre how disrespected he's been um and the next one you just mentioned when we were talking about Cristante and that's Zaniolo uh, Munchi mentioned today that he may go out on loan anybody who watched the U nineteen, um, uh, the world U nineteen uh, World Cup this summer. I mean, he was sensational. Yeah, he and uh, Moise Keane and, uh, and uh, Tonali were the best. Were men of the men of the, the, the tournament. Basically, they were. Um, he was. He 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 had. I think what I liked from him again. He can get inside the six yard box. Yes. And he's a he, he 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 makes great through passes and uh, he makes a lot of runs inside the box and he's quick and he's physical and again that's something we need we need people that run and get and you know and, and chase the, the, the opponent and get inside the sixer book and attempt to shoot and attempt to make key passes because we all that's that's another flaw of Lorenzo Pellegrini he is afraid to make key passes and I mean, I don't know. I've, I can't say I've watched him play in the Primavera of Inter because I haven't. I know he was really good for them. Some people were saying he's too good for the Primavera. Um, on the other hand, I've watched him play in the U19, and he was great. But again, we cannot judge based on a tournament. But I think he has all the qualities for a good player, and um, that's the, that's all I hope for. You know. Yeah, and Monchi today even said he's... He believes he's ready for City A, so I, I, I would hope he goes on loan, but yeah. um, we will have to see. The next one, Antonio Mirante. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I'll choose my words carefully, I suppose. Uh, he's not. I, I, he's good. Um, not world class. Not bad. It's a problem, though, if he is the first choice goalkeeper in two to three months, in my opinion. Though, what do you think? Um, again, we have to we have to consider how this team will 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 
function um, because uh, the previous team focused a lot on Alison, as you said, you know, they focused a lot on Alison's contribution, Alison's ball movement, Alison ball distribution, and so the team functioned differently. And now we have two two goalkeepers that will probably not have that much of a role in the um, the playmaking uh, abilities of this team. So I think if, for example, our defense works, if our midfield works, if we don't allow the occasional Frosinone to get inside our six-yard box like nine times during a game, then it's going to be great. Mm, but I think that uh, I think that a guy like Mirante, you know, he can bring a, a nice locker room presence, but he can also be decent. He, he's been decent for Bologna. He's not been a star goalkeeper um but he's definitely not bad uh just we just need to see how the team will will play with its goalkeepers will they give a major role to i don't know to olsen or will they just you know you you stay in the in the goal and and try to save whatever coming at you and we'll take care of the rest um that's i think that's that's all we need to know because we didn't bring in mirante uh, to to make world class saves and you right. know do all those tiki taka touches like uh, like Allison did you know where he risked a lot because those guys can do it and they're old you know the Mirante is like thirty five and uh, uh, Olsen is twenty nine or twenty eight um, so they're not gonna do that but you know they can also be decent I mean Napoli was second with Reina in the goal. No disrespect right. to Reina, but he's just not a world-class keeper. He's a he's a good keeper, but he was was just solid for them. He wasn't anything special. They just functioned in a different way than Roma and they still got results. So, I mean, that's you have to you have to keep everything in perspective. You sell one player, the team changes. Uh, you sell Allison, the team will focus on another player. You know, the same would happen if we sold Kolarov, then we wouldn't have that playmaker on the left. Basically, Kolarov was our playmaker for a lot of time. So, it depends on the Francesco what he sees and 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 then the goalkeepers what he sees in the team overall. And then uh, Roma brought in another goalkeeper, Fusato. I'd, we can't... And ba- and he was supposedly the reason why we lost Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for anyone who doesn't know, um, <laughs> one of the agents of Malcolm said that Roma behaved poorly when they brought in Fusato because it had something to do with who they were dealing with in terms of the player's entourage. Anyway, long story short, he ended up saying that <laughs> because Roma behaved badly with the operation of Malco or with the operation of Fusato, that this was their revenge by taking Malcolm to. to so Barcelona. he basically is begging for a lawsuit because right, that's right. That's all. I, yeah. So I I think we covered everybody, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I'm missing any names. So. With that in mind, we've got the market. Let's roll it into the season. Um, as we talk, the Liga is considering postponing the matches because of the accident yeah, in Genova, yeah, yeah. which yeah. horrible, horrible tragedy. I don't know if postponing is the I mean, right I don't, decision. I don't, yeah, uh, Everyone will have their opinion, but sure. anyway. So now, uh, sort of now the season outlook. Um you know, I've seen a lot of people slate the market of Roma, but praise the market of Milan, which is just funny to me because if it wasn't for Iguain, um, I don't really know if it's that great. Uh, Napoli, they haven't done that much. Uh, obviously, they have a good manager, Ancelotti. They lost Sarri. But I feel like Roma entering this season are extremely underrated. Is that just me or do you... Do you... Uh, I, I mean, I on one hand, I hate the people that say, oh, look what, what Milan is doing. Oh, they got Higuain. Oh, look at what Napoli is doing. They got Ancelotti. Oh, you know, you look at Inter. You st- they stole our best player. Well, you know, I 
well, I believe that we we did what Monchi wanted to do. And if you've been listening to Austini and all those guys from Rome, uh, they constantly said that Monchi wants to make a revolution. He wants to change the team and he wants to make this team uh, a winning team by inserting new players and kind of changing the the, 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 the the air in the locker room. So I think, yeah, they are very underrated. Uh, probably for the good, you know, everybody's writing us off and that's fine. It's much it always worked much better that way than when we were, you know, the new anti-Juve, which we are not. We're definitely not because uh, like no. somebody... Like somebody really, uh, somebody made a really great point. I think it was like a Milan fan on Twitter for purposes of banter, but it was really a reasonable statement that none of the Rome current Roma players would make it into the Juventus starting eleven. And um, if you think about it, that's it's a pretty accurate statement. It shows the just how ahead of everybody else uh, Juventus really are. So I think we, again, we have to, you know, we have to be reasonable, but, you know, and, and stop comparing us to, oh, Milan are doing this, Napoli are doing that. You know, the, Milan got uh, Halilovic, okay? Uh, who knows him? You know, what, what, what's that? Bakayoko, who's been good for Monaco, but has been terrible for Chelsea. You know, everybody is making questionable deals. So, you know, it's... It's okay if we start uh, as underdogs. Um, I, I still believe in this team. I like this team. I like how it's been assembled. Um, you know, let's. I prefer not to talk about anything else than that. Yeah. I just want to see the season start. And um, yeah, I mean, look, we're 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 gonna be fine. I think that's 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 it. The, the, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, I. I... I hate to do comparisons as well. Um, do you think they ultimately, though, qualify for a Champions League place? Um, I think so. I um, a lot of people, for example, like again as always as every year, they like to write off the teams that are not from Milan and not from the north. So, um, so people are putting uh, Milan and Inter ahead of Roma and Napoli. But I think that, for example, Napoli will still be good um i don't see why everybody is writing them off just as i don't see why everybody is writing off roma um because i think it's gonna be a nice competition this year and uh, you know yes milan got higuain and he's a great striker and inter got some really nice pieces with keita um which is miles ahead of candreva so they're not gonna have that issue and the Got some nice players for free, like Samoa and Vrai. But you know, this is this is Serie. A. Let's see how it goes. You know, and uh, let's see if we're gonna have another three months of uh, goal scoring drought. Um, let's hope not. But you know, you never know. Let's see how this this goes. Um, it's gonna be fun. I think people also. Don't bring up the fact that this is Di Francesco's second season. They already know what he wants. They've had a full preseason with him. Exactly. That's the key. That's the key. They already accomplished so much with him in his first season. You would think this, um, I can't really think of the word, Um, having this familiarity with him will help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. I, I think people are also quick. Well, they brought in so many players. Uh, uh, you have to integrate all these guys. How many of them are in the first 11? That exactly. changed. Yeah. Maybe one or two. Pastore yeah. and Zonzi. And maybe yeah. that's it. Uh, you yeah. still have Florenzi. Obviously the goalkeeper, Olsen or yeah. Mirante. But I feel like uh, people make it seem as though Roma have changed their entire team. Which, which they, they, did not, of, they did not. Right. They and they're not... Of, there, I mean, exactly. You know, we're we're brought in into the starting eleven only people who actually have experience. We're not gonna play Chorich start like as the starter in the first game of the season. No, we're most likely gonna play with uh, Cristante because he knows how Serie A works. You know, and uh, we didn't bring in. Um, I'm not gonna pronounce his name because I don't. The guy from um, from Leipzig, which was supposed to be the alternative to Nzonzi or. 
um, oh uh, uh, yes semicircle uh, yeah okay yeah exactly him because uh, we we chose a player who is more uh more solid physically and also seems to be better adapted to a slow paced style of football um and again you know we're not gonna uh, play with uh, with maybe we're gonna play with Kleinbert as the starter i don't know but then starting 11 is still the core of it is still there you know we have Kolarov, we have jeko those are our key uh, pieces so let's not you know people oh my god what's what's happening to this team this team is still the same team you know we've been doing this for for ever because that's every year it happens people say oh we sell our best players yes but we replace them you know we we try new things, um, you know. We we brought in Under, who would have thought that he would be so good for us, and here we are. So um, people don't don't need to panic. It's all right. And I think Di Francesco knows now. I, I I also read that he will most likely try to you know switch from four three three to some other formation, and just seems a, a more prepared season you know you don't have guys like strokeman and and Deco joining in two weeks before the season or Schick. that again that for me that's a new purchase basically because that this is a guy that needed uh preparation he needed a nice preseason where he scored a lot he uh he got some muscles on you know he went went to the gym he seems to be more fit more ready psychologically less stressed again it's a completely different tournament but the starting 11 the, the team i think it's going to function in a, in a similar way i couldn't agree more with that so we're not going to make yeah. Unless you want to, I'm not going to make a prediction on their final finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I do no, no. Think it just because I don't want to. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. Don't wanna... We're Roma fans. We're Roma yeah. Fans. I don't want to do the Pergino. Um but um, we do think they'll qualify for a Champions League place. We yes. are both happy with the transfer market business they've done. Yes. So I think we've covered everything. Yes. Now we just have to cross our fingers and hope that. It translates yeah. on the pitch, and also we hope. Let's hope that the the game is still on for this weekend. I mean, come on, yeah. Give us our game. Well, once, as, as we're recording this, they have just postponed um, ah. Sampdoria. Okay, Georgina, that's reasonable. Yeah, and yeah. Milan Genoa. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's reasonable. That's which okay. I I completely understand. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But beyond that, we will talk in a couple more days ahead of yes. Torino Roma. All so right. it, until Sounds next good. time everybody, ciao. Yeah. Thank you. Ciao.